I'm Carol Cohn, and welcome to Purpose 360, the podcast that unlocks the power of purpose to ignite business and social impact. Today's conversation is a deep dive into the social impact of a B2B company, GAF. You might know GAF because they are North America's largest roofing and waterproofing manufacturer. They've protected homes, businesses, families, and communities for over 130 years through its innovative and customer-driven solutions. GAF's company purpose, protect what matters most. Andy Hilton, their chief communications officer and chief CSR officer is joining me today to talk about the company's purpose and how he and his team developed their social impact initiatives to tie in beautifully and to authentically grow from what the company does so well. It protects what matters most. We're going to get into a discussion about how do you find perfect partners? Well, not perfect partners, but the best partners. How do you manage the relationship to make sure it's not check writing, but it's true engagement? How do you bring resiliency to life, which is so much a part of what roofing is about? Resiliency in workforces, resiliency in structures, resiliency in families. And how do you address, which is such a problem that we hear with our clients, how do I take my purpose and bring it down to the manufacturing floor? Well, GAF has over 30 plants in over 26 communities in the United States. And having an engaged employee population in an authentic way is absolutely critical to their business. So join me for this highly insightful conversation with a dear friend, Andy Hilton. You're going to learn a lot. So let's get started. So welcome to the show, Andy. Carol, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. One of the reasons I'm so delighted is that Andy and I, in our careers, have had the wonderful opportunity to work together twice. And what I really, we worked with, with um, on Xylem and on an amazing global water project. And then I love the fact that when Andy went to GAF, that he was there a couple weeks, maybe a month, and he he rang me up. And he said, hey, I really want to talk to you about doing some very special work together. And we did for, oh, I think about a couple of years. And so today he's going to really share with us um, the company's purpose, how it ties into their social purpose, the kind of work that they are doing truly on the ground and making a tremendous difference. And this is a company, um, first of all, that a quarter of the country has a GAF roof. And um, I know that when I had to do my roof on my house in Cape Cod, I had Timberline shingles and they were um, from GAF. Um, So let's just start. Andy, who is GAF? Well, Carol, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for being a great partner over the years. And thank you also for being a customer of GAFs. All of those are very important to me. There you go. So, uh, so GAF, we are, we're, we're the North America's largest roofing manufacturer. So we sell uh, roofing material for both commercial and, and residential um, uh, roof roofs. And so, uh, as you mentioned, we're, you know, one in, one in four roofs in America are covered by uh, a GAF, by GAF products. And uh, we're really proud of that. And we take that responsibility to, um, you know, to cover and provide shelter and uh, for, for, for um, American families very, uh, very seriously. And uh, as you said, it feeds it directly into to, into our work around um, um, our, our brand promise and our and our and our social uh, purpose too. So grateful to be here and thanks for the opportunity to, to to share our story. So let's just talk a little bit about Andy Hilton. 
So you've had a really storied career, a great career with great companies, truly helping them to uh, live their values in action. So just talk a little bit about your history and why is this important to you personally? And then why is it important to business today to truly live their purpose, live their values? Yeah, I've, I've had a, 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 a very fortunate to have a, 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 a really wonderful career in the, in the communications and in the, in the, now in the social impact profession. Um, I, started, I started my career in, in, in agency life, uh, came across, you know, Carol and your, 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 your agencies and, and many different iterations over, over the years uh, through my time with, um, um, with both uh, Ketchum and, and Peppercom. Um, but then I found my way to, to ITT and that's where we first, that's where we first, we first met. Um, and, uh, you know, an ITT, which later became Xylem following a, a spinoff was an organization that, um, was at an inflection point when, when I joined in terms of, of trying to define what, um, what its purpose was, right. What its brand promise was, um, and, and under the, the leadership of a, of a mutual friend, Tom Martin, you know, we, we landed in a place, um, on a, on a, on an idea, uh, which at the time we called, uh, engineered for life. It's still the, it's still the, the, the tagline and the promise of ITT today, um, you know, and that's that's really where um, you know where we started thinking about our, our social impact programs around that that central idea, and, and how can we how can we bring that idea of of, of engineered for life, you know, to life through through social impact programs, and um, you know. Tom, um, Tom retired and, and, and then, um, you know, Angela Bonacore came in and that's where you and I got to, got to work together. Uh, I was, I was, I was in the backseat at the time, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, in, in Angela's car. Um, and I think you were riding shotgun with her as we built out the watermark program initially, you know, and, and then when, uh, ITT, um, uh, spun off into three separate independent public companies, uh, I had the, the great fortune of, of, of staying with Xylem, which was the water business and, and, and naturally given the focus of the watermark program on the, on the water, um, uh, on water issues that the watermark program, the social impact program came, came with Xylem. And it was at that point where, you know, that, that program and, and that experience really taught me a tremendous amount about, you know, how a, a, a great focused strategic social impact program that's born from um from an organization's kind of brand promise from its core from its core values you know what it can do in terms of you know helping an organization connect with stakeholders connect with employees connect with customers and uh, in so many unique and and, and and meaningful ways and so um so i, I had the, uh, the the great privilege of, of seeing that program um, develop um, un- under Angela's leadership and with your with your uh, great support and your team's great support, um, and so yeah, when I when I had the opportunity to go to uh, to, to GAF, join GAF, it, you know, I was finding GAF was in the similar spot that that, that ITT was in terms of um, you know it was it was it was it was in a in a transformative state, you know, really thinking about what you know this very successful business and how is it going to continue to to stay relevant and grow in the future, and it was a very introspective moment. And this is only four years ago, um, and so. So, uh, you know, there's a, a, a number of, of great new leaders coming into the into the into GAF at the same time um, who, who do collectively sat back and, and, and looked at, you know, what what is the promise of this organization? What does make us unique? Um, and that's uh, that's what led us to the to the brand promise of, of, of GAF, which is to protect what matters most. And so, um, you know, when when the organization landed on that that idea as uh, as as the anchor for 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 for, for everything we stand for, um, you know, it, it 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 brought me right back to those days at, at ITT, and I said to myself, you know, this is this is the perfect time to really think about how do we bring how we bring that story to life through a through a, um, a high impact social social uh, impact program. So that's uh, that's that's what kind of brought us to the doorstep of our conversation today. And so why is it important? Now, you're talking four years ago when we started talking about this um, for GAF. Why have you seen it to become more important for companies today truly to stand for something beyond the bottom line and to find the very authentic alignment with their business and society? You know, it's a great it's a great question. I don't know that it's any more important today. I just think that there's a greater awareness to the value um, that it can create. Um, you know, it's always been important. I have to believe it's always been important. Um, you know, we, we we try to think about people in, in in kind of generational buckets and say things are more or less important to them at any given time. And I I, I believe that to an extent, but not 
but not entirely. I think, again, I think these things, these, you know, people have always wanted to, have to feel connected to something bigger than themselves. It's, 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 I think it's an idea as old as time. Um, the fact that we've brought that into the, into the, um, the zeitgeist of, of, of how we run businesses and how we make decisions. Um, I, I think that is, uh, that has certainly changed over the last, you know, you know, two decades. And, um, and so we are, we are in a different time from that perspective, but I think the core, the core notions, right. The core tenets of, of purpose are, are, are just as relevant today as they were, you know, hundred years ago. That, that's a really good point. So protect what matters most um, is your corporate brand. It's your, it's your essence. And you decided that you wanted to develop this community social impact initiative, but you felt very strongly you wanted employees to have their voice in the co-creation. Why was that important? And what was the process that you did get the employee voice, especially, and I have to give you a lot of kudos, going down to the plant level? Because I remember we were in, we ran some workshops in some of your your communities. And so why was that so important to get their input? Yeah, for, for sure. And, and let me back up and, and first, first um, you know, sort of give credit where credit is due. It was, it was, it was our, our CEO, Jim Schnepper, who, who, uh, when, when bringing me into the organization, you know, made this, made establishing a, a, a CSR strategy and, and, a, and a social impact program kind of mission number one. Right. So, um, he 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 understood the value um, of, of 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 this work through in terms of how we can can really build the brand and engage with 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 our stakeholders in in a in a, in a way that um, uh, GAF has not historically done and in, and in doing so it would support the transformation that he was leading. So I want to make sure that that I give credit where credit is due there. I love the fact that you talked about Jim leading transformation. Because I think it's also important for our listeners to know that you don't sell, per se, directly to consumer. You do in Home Depot and such. But you have this very large network of contractors. And so you've got multiple stakeholders. And so you can you talk a little bit about Jim's vision for transforming the company, making it even more important to its core stakeholders? When, 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 when thinking about how we were going to, or how we are going to continue to lead and, and not only continue to lead, but, to, but, but to continue to grow, um, you know, past, uh, beyond where, where the organization is, is today, you know, there's a keen understanding of, of our relationships, our, our ability to connect with contractors and connect with more contractors and build, you know, establish loyalty with, with, with these contractors who are in the homes. They're the ones who are trusted, right? When, when they, they're the ones who knock on your door, you let them in and they're talking to you about, you know, a, a very, very important asset to their family, which is the roof that covers their heads. And so the more of those contractors that we can, um, you know, the more high quality contractors that we can engage and connect with and, and build loyalty with is going to, uh, you know, is going to help us help us to, to, to grow the business. We're going to get better insights into what customers are, are seeking, homeowners are seeking. We're going to get, um, you know, we're going to be more trusted uh, to, uh, 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 to, you know, to, to provide, you know, those essential products to, to, uh, to, 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 to homeowners, um, through that, through that important channel. And so, um, yeah, so, so, so recognizing our, that our ability to build, you know, meaningful relationships with contractors and extend and then broaden that network was, was critical. Um, and I want to come back to, to, to sort of the, the, the role of the employee too, and, 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 in all of this, um, you know, there's a, there's a, another insight that, that, um, that our, that Jim and then our leadership have, which is, you know, our, our, we're only going to be able to, to, to achieve our success if we're able to bring, right. The, the employee population uh, along with us on this journey. And if they can see themselves as something part of something, you know, bigger than just, you know, a, a manufacturer of roofing shingles, right. Or single ply membranes that go on top of commercial buildings, you know, they see that there's a larger purpose to what we're trying to do. They're going to be more loyal. They're going to be more engaged. And and we you know in a market where talent has has always been scarce uh, and good talent has been even more scarce, then this is a you know this is another area of of, of a real opportunity for us, which is you know to think about how do we how do we think about our stakeholders and all their specific and unique needs and what's what it takes to engender loyalty uh, among among each of them. 
And, and I remember that as part of the process, um, in addition to employees and really getting their feedback, you also, we did interviews with your senior leadership. You presented to your executive leadership team. And um, t- truly, you were getting a, a lot of positive feedback to your point, which is this is something we need to do. Is there a, a story at all or just an anecdote that when you were presenting to your to the leadership team that you were either concerned about it or they got it instantly? I wish I could recall, you know, some sort of fantastical moment where, where, <laughs> where it, all, it all came to be. But I think what's what's really interesting and, and, the, and what was so unique for me in this experience with GAF was, you know, it was, it was at the point, it was actually more around when the organization was aligning around the, the, the brand promise of we protect what matters most. And, you know, I've been in organizations that have, that have, um, and, and, or, and or around organizations that have, you know, searched for, right. Those, those magic few words that, that sort of summarize eloquently their, their purpose they, and their, their intention and their promise to the, to, to, to their stakeholders. And for many organizations, uh, it's a it's it's a, it's a chore, and it, it involves you know years and years of research. It involves you know thousands and thousands of interviews. It involves um, you know lots of hand wringing and self and, and, and self reflection. And it, it you never quite get there. You never get to a place where people ever, where everyone feels connected to the idea. We were very fortunate because again, I think the nature of our of the products that we make and what we do for families and businesses um, makes made it when we when we when we landed on that idea, we protect what matters most. And again, not my idea, but when when the organization got there, everyone instantly aligned to the to to the notion. They could see themselves. They could see what we do. Not only for for homeowners and and the, and from a product perspective, but for contractors, right? Our contractors, everything that we do for contractors is about what matters most to them, which is their reputation, right? Our programs and our and our services, you know, out in the field to help them build their reputation, the backs of great products, uh, by giving them the tools to succeed in the home. You know, when we think about our communities, right? What protect what matters most in our communities, and we and we are present in you know nearly thirty you know communities across the country manufacturing our products. You know, in each of those communities, what matters most is something different. It's not, it's not the same thing for them. So really understanding, you know, what it is that, 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 that we, so we invested in getting to know what our community needed. And we'll, we'll get maybe into some of those examples uh, a little bit later in this conversation. So, um, you know, it was when we landed on that idea, everything else clicked. Once we landed on that idea, then it's a, then we said, okay, well, how do we bring this to life? It was easy through the programs that we were already running for our, for our customers, through the products that we were already making. It all it check check check. How do we deliver that in our communities? Right. That's where that's where the notion of, of community matters and in, in, in our in our social impact program. Where that um, when we were when we were presenting that and sharing that, similar to I think that the notion of we we protect what matters most was just something so obvious to people once they heard it. I think community matters as a as a as an outgrowth or as a complement as a way to bring that story to life it was um it was obvious at the time that we presented it because it made so much sense it seems obvious but i just want to make the statement for our listeners you could say gif we sell shingles right which and when we went to the roofing show and you know your booth stood out just you know miles apart from anybody else because it wasn't we sell shingles it's we protect what matters most and that was such a higher plane and you could really feel the purpose and you could see how you differentiated yourselves and you could see the kind of conversations that you were having with your customers, with your roofers. And I love the fact that you also, because this is not done by a lot of B2B companies per se, you had a smaller booth right next door for Community Matters and you had your um, your CSR team there. And they were talking to roofers, they were talking to contractors, and that you were from the very beginning of Community Matters, you were integrating it in to the rest of your core purpose. And so, and I loved going to that show. I thought that was great. I I had, had wonderful conversations. So let's just talk about the elements of Community Matters, because you focus on disaster resiliency, helping neighbors, and building community. So how did you choose those three pillars? And I want to talk a little bit about disaster relief before we talk about some of the work with uh, Project for Public Spaces. So with respect to, you know, the the, the, the pillars of, of Community Matters, it, it, our, our program started from a point of view that um, 
you know, resilient communities um, are are sustainable communities, right? That that you need we need to be able to build. We need we wanted to be part of us of the solution with respect to building resilience in our in, in our communities, those communities where we work, the communities where that we serve. Um, and we think we think we can by by focusing our our our, our time and talents and our our, our 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 capabilities in on on discrete areas that will help build resiliency can will, will um, have the biggest is the area where we can have the biggest impact as an organization so so it started from the point of view okay so we know what we make we know what we do we know what we're really good at we know where we are um, you know we know what we have to commit um, how do we how do we package that together to, to maximize the impact. And so, um, so that was, that was the sort of the, you know, at the, at the center of community matters, um, we started as, as you just described, you know, working in three kind of discrete areas, building community, helping neighbors and, and, um, and disaster response. We've, we've broadened that a, a little bit even more or refined that even more recently to really focus in on this notion of resiliency. You know, if you if a strong, productive, uh, available workforce, you know, um, healthy, strong, engaged families, and strong infrastructure, buildings, and and homes uh, that, that that can protect you know that community, your community. We think those are foundational areas for, for for building resilience, and we think that those are the areas where GAF as an entity can have the biggest impact. That's great because I I haven't heard about that. So talk to me about how you went from the physical actions. So I remember that there was was Hurricane Florence, and that you had a plant in Burgaw. Uh, North Carolina, and it was flooded like crazy. And you had so many employees there and you immediately went down and Jim Schnepper was there and you were there and you were really trying to help everybody. So that was disaster response. Absolutely extraordinary. But then you've gone to this higher level of resiliency. So how did that transition happen? Because I really love the construct of resilient workforces, resilient families and resilient communities. So Tell me how that transition happened. You know, it was uh, it was a, it was an opportunity in a in a in a in a you know difficult situation for us to show up and bring this 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 this, this social impact program to life for the first time. And I think it taught us so much that I think led us. It was what is in our experience there certainly fed into um, you know how we continue to refine the program, seeing what the the needs on the ground were at the time right and and really most importantly seeing how those needs evolved over time and you know and 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 seeing how those needs evolved well after you know the news cameras left taught us an immense amount about about what resiliency really means and how and and how important it is if you're going to consider yourself um, active in the in the disaster you know um, um, response world you need to be thinking you know well beyond that initial 48 hours with initial 72 hours when when the needs are acute there's they're 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 they're, they're very acute and, and and there's great organizations out there including ours who are supporting communities in that in that desperate time of, of, of need in the, in the, you know, in the hours immediately following the, uh, a disaster. But then there's the weeks in the, you know, the follow where, 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 where people are, are struggling to, to, to just get their homes accessible, right. Just to get, be able to, to be able to reach and and then and then and, um, to a point where um, the, the insurance adjusters can get in and actually inspect the, the homes. And then, you know, and then, you know, uh, moving into a, a, a rebuild uh, phase where you're, you know, you're, you're either rebuilding, or you're uh, you're fixing um, homes that have been damaged, you know, through through, and then how do you and how do you build those back in a way that's going to make them better, you know, in the future, not just the same uh, that was uh, that was destroyed, and how do you help help that community, you know, prevent um, or, or avoid, you know, future uh, such disasters? So we learned a lot. We learned a lot in Hurricane Florence, you know, we we um, and 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 those all of those those those, those learnings I, I think have translated into how we've matured the program and, and evolved the program over time. There are many parts to Community Matters. I'm not going to ask you which is your favorite because each one is great. So can you talk about the local community work, the work that was done, especially the Shafter project? And that's where you really looking for in your local plant communities. And I think it's really important for our listeners to know it wasn't the whole country. You can't afford to do the whole country. You really wanted to connect with your plant communities and your employees. So talk about that process because um, it was in depth. 
So my favorite part of, of, of Community Matters is it is our employees. It are, it's, it's, our, it's the people that work for our company and, and how they've embraced the program and, and the opportunity that's been afforded to them to engage with their, with their local communities. The most important thing we did was that we, we liberated or we gave permission to leaders in local communities to engage directly. And then in the case of, of Shafter, which is a great story, um, you know, we, 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 we supported that engagement from a central place to, to, so that we could, so that we could, we could learn along with, you know, the, the local community on how to, how to do this well. So we, we came into, you know, with Community Matters, we do have an ambition to, to, um, um, to deliver on, on, you know, what we call internally signature projects where we, you know, we, we, we invest in a, at a deep level in the communities in a, in a meaningful way, in a way that, that, that meets the, the specific and unique, unique needs of, of the communities where we operate. Uh, and, and we do it, you know, entirely through uh, a, 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 an approach, a co-creation approach. And, and it's a model um, that was introduced to us uh, through you and through a fantastic uh, nonprofit, placemaking nonprofit based out of New York City um, that is that has done, um, you know, community engagement based, you know, play, uh, a place idea uh, creation uh, uh, for, for many, many years. And, um, and so in, in Shafter, California, where we have, um, we have two plants, we make uh, glass mat, which is a, a, a core, um, the, 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 you know, the core of the laminate shingle shingle. And then we have a shingle manufacturing plant also in Shafter. We've been there for many years. Um, and, you know, as, a, as, but, but we've never, we haven't been as, as connected uh, to the community in a, in a, in a, in an intentional way, uh, in a way that, um, uh, how, uh, in a vis- invisible way, um, for, for the many decades, you know, we were there before a couple of years ago and, and really what, what the placemaking and what the approach did was, was it, it had, it took multiple, multiple steps to getting at the right project at the right time, you know, um, and engaging the right people to deliver on it so that it would have sustained impact in, in, in Shafter. And so it started with, um, you know, basically introducing, you know, GAF to the local business and nonprofit and, and, and community organizations to say, listen, we've been here a long time. We want to, we want to be, we are essential you know, part of the fabric of this community. We, we want to be present in a more visible, meaningful way. Um, and so, you know, we're here to, to, to listen and try to figure out where we, we as an organization can have the biggest impact. And so we had a, uh, and, and you're, you're with us. On we, had that. A listening t- we had a listening tour. But in that process, what was, was when I look back on it, what was fascinating, amazing is is that was really also an opportunity for GAF to introduce itself right? to, to, to really important, influential people in the community. In the community, and so we listened and we listened, and then that led us uh, to uh, and we and we and then we also um, sat down with our with our employees in the plant, right? And we said and, and we we asked them like what was what was important to them, um, what, what what did they think that the community you know needed? Where do they think that GAF? As, a, as, as an entity could step up and, and have a, make a big difference. And then that ultimately led us to um, the, the Shafter Learning Center and a, and a great you know, team there um, led by a gentleman named David Franz, who is uh, who's the, 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 the director of the facility. And, you know, they, they had an ambition uh, to um, improve uh, grow their capabilities and their services to the Shafter community. Um, Shafter is a is a is a very um, you know a significant ESL population. English is a second language population. Um, the, the the learning center provides additional educational opportunities for um, for uh, for ESL families and, and others. Um, you know to really uh, help um, 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 you know advance the uh, the educational goals of the broader Shafter community. And um, but their space was limited. You know they had uh, uh, they were operating out of the they were providing all this training out of out of a, a very small community library, and um, you know being being California we we envisioned we saw an opportunity to to use a lot of the space you know sort of inside and outside of the facility to enhance the capabilities and the services. We've identified an acute need for the community. Um, how do we envision the space? How do we create the space? And that was where where you know, you know Project for Public Spaces comes in, and they helped us design uh, some some community engagement activities where we brought you know the citizens. The residents of Shafter together for a for a, cel- for, for a celebration on one hand to, to, to say hey we're here we want to we want to make this facility great and we want your to, we want your input into what this looks like in the future and we did a lot of co creation you know gathering their ideas their insights what did they want to see out of this space out of this place let me let me just talk about that event and and I think it's like deeper listening. I mean, why, why Project for Public Space was just a great partner for you. And just, just to, to reel it back a bit, we looked at 
we did this community tour, very small community, but you looked at the major, they had a building, right? Which was the major building where they had all their meetings and it desperately needed to be repaired, right? Then you had, they had this great vision for like new athletic fields, which truly would, would help out. And then they had the, the learning center. And I think that uh, what struck me so much about you and your team was that you really listened you and then you had employees as part of that. I mean, the authenticity, Andy, of what GAF did in the process is just not, it's just a key learning for any company, whether you're a B2C or a B2B, and any B2B can do this. So that struck me as just amazing. When you finally decided on the Learning Center, um, and then you had that event, that event had you know, oh my God, are people going to come? It's like five or six at night. And you had like, you know, you had, you wanted to ask them for feedback for ideas. And that's part of the the genius of, of Project for Public Spaces. It's co- real co-creation. There were hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people showed up. And we, you know, there was music and there was food. And then there was, you know, you can, the kids could draw certain things. And it was so Real, And I really want our listeners to understand that you don't have to do the largest, most gigantic project. It could be so micro-focused, but truly have an impact on the business. And so I just wanted to share that because you're going to, and then, then COVID hit. Yeah, then COVID hit. So, so let's just talk a little bit about that because you were ready to build. I think you had plans and then COVID hit. So... What did you do to deal with that? And you're about to finally unveil it, but you had to wait two years. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was February of 2020 when when um, our friend David Franz and and myself were in front of the city, the Shafter City Council, presenting the plans, the blueprints, and then uh, and then of course um, you know March 2020 happens, and then um, the rest is history. But yeah, so we did have to shelve. We had to shelve the project for 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 some for some time. Um, you know, there was there was a, obviously the the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, we we all we all know what that what that meant in terms of lockdowns and, and uncertainty. Um, and then, uh, and then the roofing industry, uh, you know, our business, um, you know, kept going and going and going throughout the, throughout the pandemic. Um, and, 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 you know, it was everything to, to keep our, our operations running. So we had to kind of slow things down a little bit, but without ever, you know, um, um, forgetting our commitment, you know, to, 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 to finish this project. And so, um, so, uh, yeah, so we, we, we went, um, we put the shovel on the ground about five, uh, five or six months ago, uh, to put some of the, the key infrastructure pieces into, into place. And, um, and, 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 you know, starting, uh, at the end of, in the middle of, of, of March, um, we're going to be, um, you know, having one more round of, of volunteer days where we'll be, uh, um, laying down some really fun, uh, GAF pavement coatings, uh, to, to, <laughs> right. uh, to, 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 to put the, the, the final touches on the, on the, on the, on the place and make it a, a, a wonderful, safe, um, and, uh, and, you know, uh, just a fun place for, 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 for kids and, and their families to come and, and learn. And, and so, uh, we'll be cutting a, a ribbon here shortly. And, uh, the, the, so, so that again, another community moment where, where we get to participate, which is, which is tremendously rewarding. And then I think what's really exciting about this, this particular project is that it doesn't, it doesn't end there, right? Because there we'll, we'll be, in, we'll be engaged and, and partnered with the learning center over time to bring programming into the, into this facility and into, into this space. So, so we're invested in the long term in this particular project. And to your point, it, it's, it, it's not the biggest project in the world, um, but we think it's you know it's it's as, as meaningful as anything we could have done um, in this in this particular community, and it's uh, and um, and and we and we you know the our, the, the 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 satisfaction that um, that our team, um, not my team, but I mean the, the GAF team broadly, uh, you know, got out of being uh, a part of it. I think is is is, is truly immense and rewarding. And, and and you said it you said it well. It's it's the, the authenticity of the project. Right? It's it's the fact that. There wasn't a blueprint. We didn't come in with the box that we were going to install in the middle of the city. It was about what's the real need and how do we co-create it with the community that we're trying to serve. Um, I, I'll take that insight to any to every project that I that I do. You know, from from here to the end of time. So I think it was it was a, an instrumental learning in, in what we did. It's you know it's truly your values in action. It, it is and. Um, you know, I know that there were some pre-events, you know, working with your employees, and they were so excited. It was so different 
than anything that they did on their jobs. So we're going to add some links to um, Shafter and the visuals in our show notes so that people um, can take a look at that. And I'm glad you're going to add more programming and such. So COVID hit. How did you make sure that after two years that it was going to happen? It wasn't, it wasn't a decision. It was, it was just, it was a, you know, we had, um, we had, we had, we'd committed to, to getting it done and it wasn't a matter of, 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 of if it was just a matter of, of when, um, you know, and, 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 and frankly, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, you know, GAF in our business that, that had an impact on, on that. I mean, I think, you know, Shafter also its priorities, right. Uh, had to shift as a, as a community, uh, during, during COVID. How are you going to share? What are your plans? I mean, obviously you've got the local community, your local employees, but do you have any special plans to share with the entire um, country of your GAF employees and your other plants, um, how they'll connect to Shafter in any way? Yeah, we'll certainly, we'll certainly, uh, you know, pull out all of our, 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 our communications machinery and, and, and make sure we <laughs> share our story, uh, across our, across our, 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 our great platforms, um, to, 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 so that everyone can feel, you know, part of it. And we've had, you know, we've had, we've been using that example to, to, to engage and bring in other, you know, GAF communities into the fold and have, have already started, you know, working with some really inspired plant leadership who, who see the value and see the opportunity and, and, um, you know, are gonna are gonna are gonna lean in and and then we're we're also looking at, at different ways you know that we can we can bring scale to our to our community matters program and I think what you'll see from from us you know in 2022 is um you know really focused efforts um, especially in communities that have the mo- the biggest need uh, when it when it comes to you know resilient design and resilient thinking. Uh, you know, places that, that we've seen get hit harder, hard um, over and over again, you know, through natural, natural disasters, economic disasters, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, we'll, we'll be looking to, um, uh, to, to, to sort of put, put, put some scale behind, you know, what we learned in, in, in chapter. Um, and, uh, and I think, and I'm hopeful that, that uh, you know, that, that, um, that will be a story that we can, we'll be able to bring to the, to the, to the masses as well. So more to come from us on that. More to come. I'd love to try and pull a little bit more out about resiliency, because as we have seen not just resiliency with our health and COVID, but the amount of climate disasters, the amount of tornadoes, the amount of fires. um, Yes, you are in the resiliency business. Again, protect what matters most. Can you share without giving away any trade secrets? Um, how you're going to be advancing this whole concept of resiliency, especially res- related to community matters. I should have said, you know, at the very beginning of, of, of this conversation that everything that we do, we do um, with the support of, uh, of a network of great, of great partners, right? Um, we have a, this is our 10th you know, your anniversary in partnership with, uh, with Habitat for Humanity, uh, uh nationally, um, you know, we have a, a fantastic, uh, partnership with, uh, Good 360, which is a, a national nonprofit that helps, pr- um, 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 provide, uh, donated goods to other, to a network of nonprofit organizations in the communities where they need them, when they, when, when the goods are needed and when they're needed most, you know, we've, we've extended our, expanded our network. We're working, you know, with, uh, with rebuilding together in many communities across, across the country we're in, in the Gulf region. We're working with SPP, um, which is a, another fantastic disaster response organization. And Team Rubicon is a, a, a longtime partner of ours and um, a wonderful organization. And, and with each of these organizations, as their missions evolve and grow, you know, um, they're all looking at, you know, um, the, the concept of build back better. They're not, you know, no one is just looking to put blue tarps on roofs into home and say, okay, they're dry. We can go on to the next thing. Right. Um, it's about, it's about helping a community build back better. And so, so, you know, that's what we've been, we've been looking to, you know, um, to, to in cases where we can influence other organizations to think about resilient, you know, these organizations to think about resiliency, um, where they, where we can educate, you know, provide our, our, our teams who are expert in this area to educate them on how to, Build better roofing systems, more resilient roofing systems. We're doing that, um, but we're you know we're 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 aligning with organizations that have um, um, have religion when it comes to resiliency, and and we're we're hitching our start to, to their wagons as well. And so um, when it comes to disaster response and resiliency, 
we used to operate a facility in, in Mobile, Alabama. It's, it's no longer manufacturing. Uh, we're no longer manufacturing there, but we did have a, 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 a warehouse, a 60,000 60, square foot warehouse on the site there that we still own. And, um, and last year, we, we worked together to, to donate that space to Good360. And now they have a regional redistribution center in the Gulf region where the products are needed most, you know, and within a couple hours drive of most of the most highly impacted areas throughout the Gulf region. And so, um, you know, just another way of, of, of building resiliency, building resiliency by thinking ahead, planning ahead for those for the next disaster. Yeah. Also using resources that aren't just cash. That's right. The, 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 yeah. That 60,000 square foot warehouse is a big, big deal. Yeah, no, it, it is. And it's, and it's so well positioned to serve them, their, their mission. And, uh, and uh, which is now our mission. You you mentioned a handful of really powerful partners. So, and you've developed and deepened your relationship with them over the years. I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what are your secrets to success, to having really good and impactful partnerships versus just writing a check and walking away? Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great question. It's, and it's, I, you know, I think the secret to, to a good, a good, you know, partnership is, 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 is the collaboration. It's, it's about, uh, it's about the listening, but it's about, you know, when, 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 it's, when setting up the, the, the parameters and the expectations from, of, you know, that, um, in the relationship <laughs> and it is a relationship when you're setting it up, you know, ex- make sure that your partners, ex- you know, know that you expect to be part of a conversation, not just called upon when, when, when a check needs to be written. And so for we've, that's where we've had such great partnerships, um, you know, again, that, that have lasted now, um, you know, more than a decade in the, in the, in the, uh, habitat example, where it's about how do we collaborate to design programs? How do we collaborate to, um, 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 think about where, you know, our, our participation can have the biggest impact and, um, and and make that part of the expectations up front that you're going to be, that you're, that that you're, you're buying into a a partnership, not, not into a, um, you know, into a, uh, you're not, you're not just interested in getting the logo for your website. There you go. That's that's really cool. Um, we unfortunately are getting down to the end of this great conversation, but I always like to ask, um, what do you know? What have you learned now that you didn't know four or five or six years ago that, you know, you would have said, hey, to my younger self, you know, hey, younger self, you should be have this sort of wisdom to make the community matters to make your values coming to life, to make your social impact work even more impactful? You know, I think in the beginning, I, I, I think that I thought we had to have all of the, you know, the answers up uh, from, from the start. <laughs> Good one. <We> had, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I realized very quickly, and, and I think this conversation, I think alluded to it you know, at multiple points, uh, Carol, you know, I, I think, you know, being able to, you know, just getting comfortable with getting out of the starting gates Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and starting to put, you know, points on the board for the communities that you're trying to serve and then evolve and grow and, and, and shape from, from there, um, you know, l- l- let the experience guide you. Um, don't, don't feel like you have to, um, you know, have a, a, a blueprint for success from day one. Cause it's, it's not, that's not realistic and it's not going to get, it's not going to get you to the best outcome. That, that's a great, great insight. Regarding your senior executives, uh, your senior team that, you know, you've got, whether it's a chief information officer, it could be a supply chain officer, it can be commercial officer. How have you seen their knowledge and leaning into community engagement change over time? Because I remember we did our interviews and Jim got it, but some of his other colleagues were like, I don't know yet. So what if you see the, how the light bulb went off for them? Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would challenge the the notion that that there was there was you know reluctance among any of them. We have a great leadership team, to be honest, and they and they've all, I think, got it from from a very early stage that this that this program could have. Um, and no matter where they sat in the organization, whether their their stakeholders were you know people you know our, our people or our customers or our vendors and suppliers, um, you know, I, they they. they 
they they've all you know embraced and been very supportive um you know very very early on and but i think the most meaningful and the most obvious place where 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 where, where you know leaders have been able to engage and see the real value is when they when they see their their teams connecting and engaging and participating and so um you know, we've we've had you know volunteerism is a big part of, of of everything that we do, employee volunteerism, and and so that's been a great a great you know place to get all of our leaders you know directly involved, and it's also you know those those volunteer opportunities that we're able to to facilitate you know um, for our for our employees, those are great opportunities to to sort of share more about the mission of, of community matters more broadly and then it just you know so it compounds on itself right and, and it brings people into the programs in different ways and then you find then ultimately now you're creating networks of people who are committed not only to to the volunteer days but when disaster strikes and we're trying to come up with a creative solution for a community you've got great supply chain partners you're like oh i know how we can get you know what you need to this community on this date using this truck from this location and this person to load it and then blah 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 you know it, you you just you start to you start to really create deeper levels of engagement in what we're trying to trying to do and and you know the the, the coolest thing about about our I think our jobs is I think when you you feel like you've reached a, a certain level of of success when you can to when you basically turn the keys over to to the to the to the employees right I mean it's not about anything that we're doing it's about what the employees how the employees are engaging and connecting and 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 and, and um you know making it all happen. That's I love that, that vision, turning the keys over to them and trusting them and letting them just do it. Um, you know, we have so many of our clients who say, I don't know how to get our purpose down to the manufacturing floor. You know, you, you've got what, tw- is it 26 plants? Uh, 26, 30 plants and 26 locations. So you've got a lot and you got a lot of people in manufacturing. How do you, besides we, we know what you did in chapter, you, you had some meetings, you brought them in. But how about any other things that you do to bring this down to localize in local communities, whether it's a habitat house or disaster relief or such, I'd be lying if I if I said it's it's not the constant challenge, right? It it, it is it is the constant challenge in in this work when you're in an, in, a, in a manufacturing environment with a with a a large um, hourly you know employee population. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a consistent, it's a consistent, you know, uh, effort to come up with new and different ideas. However, I think the, 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 the best starting place for us, um, in addition to the direct engagement that you described, um, at, you know, when we're talking about specific uh, projects that we're trying to execute, but at a broader, you know, more scalable level, um, you know, programs like, um, you know, company match and volunteer time off were, are, 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 I think are essential to starting the conversation with the distributed hourly workforce. Um, and, you know, for us, it's about providing opportunity and, and, and having the organization stand behind our, our, our employees, uh, you know, wishing to support organizations that matter to them. Right. It's not about the, it's not, it's not about the organizations that matter to, to, to the, to our program and the partners that we talked about earlier, What's the organization that's most important to me and how can I get involved? Whether that's, you know, being afforded the opportunity to step away from the line for four hours to go do X, Y, or Z activity, or, you know, to have my, my $20, you know, a gift doubled, um, uh, for, 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 for the organization to us, that was, I think that that's where we've seen the most traction, but we have a long way to go. Do you have a, a formal time off policy for your employees? We do. We do. And what is it? It is um, we, every every employee in the company has sixteen hours of paid paid time off, and that's generous. That's that's really great. And then and and okay, so people listening and go, yeah, well, that's okay for like desk people, but for someone on a line. So I'm assuming, um, how does it work when it's when it's in manufacturing? They have to work with their supervisor, get the time off, et cetera. That, that's right. That's right. It's uh, you know, it, it, every it's maybe it's a, a theme throughout this entire uh, conversation. But there's you know, it, it's it's a little bit different in every place depending on the the dynamics of of the facility and the plant and the operation. But we you know we we try very hard to to make it easy uh, for for folks to to get out and volunteer. Um, you know, not going to lie, things like 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 COVID and and when the when when manufacturing is running as hard and as 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 fast as it is now, because given the word demand is, these things get harder and harder to do, and you have to get more and more creative about how you engage. And so, for example, this year, what we one of the projects that we did to um to be able to sustain you know the the the, the level of volunteerism. We actually brought the projects into into the plants, and so uh, back in November, um, you know, we sent out five thousand uh, uh, kits uh, out into the out into the plants, where um, our employees were asked to sew blankets that were then um, redistributed through Good Three Hundred and Sixty into communities where, uh, following um, 
uh, disaster where you know blankets are are, are certainly needed most. And we were able to, we were able to create little micro moments for uh, for volunteerism. It took you know half an hour, not four hours, but it gave gave people an opportunity to to connect and participate. That's really wise. So the mi- the micro volunteering. So we unfortunately I do have to end this now, but I always like to give my guest the last word. It's been a great conversation, and I really appreciate your candor in terms of the depth um, at which you approach community matters. So what's the last word, Andy Hilton? I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm lucky to be in an organization where the employee population from top to bottom has, has embraced what we're trying to do in, 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 our, in our communities. Um, you know, it doesn't. It's getting the. It doesn't take a lot to get the ball rolling in this in this space. And if you get it pointed in the right direction, you know the the impact and the scale, um, you know, can be tremendous. Not only rewarding to the to the to the team that's that's sort of, you know, helping to get get that ball rolling down the hill, but to everyone who kind of gets swept up in it as it as it careens down and and uh, you know and 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 is you know making uh, an impact every every day and and in every community where we operate. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm grateful. That, that to have the opportunity that, that I have to, to be part of this team, and, and uh, I'm glad to be able to share, you know, some of what we've learned, you know, with your with your listeners today, and, and, and grateful for Carol again for our our, our long, um, you know, um, partnership to get together, and uh, the opportunity to speak with you today has been fabulous, a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate it, Andy, and um, you know, being part of it, so being on the ground with you, and the authenticity again, that to me today um, is so so important. Because companies are being called out left and right for doing disingenuous things. And um, GAF is truly a great story that people just don't know enough about and about your, you know, storied career in terms of helping organizations to truly get in touch with their values and to truly put them into action. I can't wait to hear about the big Shafter unveiling because I know it's happening uh, soon and we again will share some of those links with our listeners and I just want to um, end with a couple points for our listeners which is if you've liked what you hear and I hope you do please go to where you listen iTunes or other places, Spotify, and please give us five stars so we can rise in the pantheon of business podcasts. The other thing is that we um, just released our Purpose 362nd edition ebook. So it is a really quick bite sizable. Um, it's tw- it's uh, 25 podcasts uh, with direct links. It's really easy. Go download it, share it with your colleagues, because we need everybody to be like Andy Hilton. We want them to be thoughtful. We want them to, to be strategic and to truly know how you build up and through and down in terms of community impact. And then when you do that and you create a community matters from the master purpose of a company protect what matters you will have a powerful answer to my question what is the power of your purpose thank you so much andy for being on the show and uh, good luck with all the additional work that you're doing because it's really really important thank you carol and thank you for for the opportunity to share uh today it's been fantastic